1: On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Green, the best marketing guy, is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a met marketer, my dad is the best.
2: Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Lori Ellis McLeod. Lori, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you, Seth. I appreciate the opportunity, of course.
2: Our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, where did you grow
0: up? I grew up um, just south of Minneapolis in Minnesota in the suburbs, Apple Valley, uh, Burnsville, that area.
2: And what was your childhood like?
0: Oh, I I think I had a pretty awesome childhood. I had... Uh, Lots of freedoms and lots of time, as opposed to I don't know, it, it felt very unscheduled compared to kids today. But had parents that were really uh, open about what I could do and accomplish, and always really um, very encouraging at just about anything I tried, which um, was I had all kinds of fun as a kid. <laughs> lots of different things. I think I was starting looking at uh, how to make money and start businesses pretty early on.
2: Awesome. What was uh, what did your parents do?
0: Uh, My mother was a nurse, and my father was an engineer, and they're both retired now.
2: And how did you get started in the business?
0: How did I get started in this business, in the financial world? It's quite an interesting story, actually. (laughs) Is that the one you want to hear about? I'm looking
2: forward to hearing it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So my story is that I kind of came around to the financial industry through the back door, but... Ultimately, I am trained as uh, a professor in human development and family studies and also have a master's in urban affairs and public policy. So um, when I was looking for a job in the academic world, I ended up at the UW-Madison and then finished my PhD, so collected lots of data here in Madison, Wisconsin as well and then completed my uh, doctorate here and uh, was obviously teaching at the college level and doing research and studying for you know several decades i've been uh, you know researching families working with them talking to them about uh, economic issues consumer economics you know People's relationships to money, and all of that, and uh, ultimately, my youngest son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I stepped away from that work and got very involved with the diabetes community and, and as an advocate. And that was, um, you know, part of the part of the he- he process. I think when your child is diagnosed with something at the young age of two. So it required, you know, one of us parents, you know, to stop working and, and uh, we couldn't fathom, you know, having someone else taking care of that, much less, you know, we us still learning how to deal with uh, what is legally a disability, but um, he's 14 today, so he doesn't you know, He's insulin dependent. So I got very involved with that community and working with families and naturally the things that come up when, you know, something like this, a medical diagnosis comes up, insurance questions would come up, and changes in finance like myself and I had gone through that same kind of change where you have two incomes and you're dropping to one income or there's change somewhere, and enormous healthcare costs, uh, diabetes as a chronic illness and all of the supplies and things. So um, I was very involved also with the school district because I have three boys, and um, this was sort of a new charge when my son was ready for um kindergarten and i I was all active as an advocate you know on behalf of other families with kids in the school district and I just have a natural uh background for getting involved and you know trying to make change and help people so Ultimately did that for many, many years and decided um, when when I'd been doing, you know, what I do now for free and advising families for so long, decided I wanted to start my own practice and uh, set out to do that. And it's, you know, going on five years now where I've had my own practice and I always wanted to be um, in business and independent. So, you know, academia allowed some of that, but obviously being, you know, your own boss and owning your own practice is level of um independence. So that's the story of how I ended up in the financial world and helping, you know, helping families and got licensed uh in insurance and in securities.
2: That is a great story. And then how did you get from talk a little bit about the work you're doing now and that journey from getting started to where you are now?
0: Well, from getting started, you know, obviously building a business from the ground up, one of my one of my goals and obviously, in, you know, helping people deal with money is obviously to be able to manage your own business and stay out of debt. And that's been a, a goal of mine from the very beginning is to, you know, stay out of debt, as, you know, as much as possible. So I've looked for ways in my own business, um, you know, to save money, to keep the overhead low and ultimately, you know, helps me keep fees low for my clients, you know, as being uh fee based in terms of, you know, the planning that I've how far into and and it was just I think um the people I was most interested in, you know, and fascinated by other businesses and their, you know, retirement planning and the owners of those businesses. So my business has really evolved in the direction of working with small businesses, doing their retirement plans and, and then ultimately working with owners and that's where I'm really passionate is helping Business owners, partners link up um, their financial, you know, their own personal financial lives with the, you know, that connection between, you know, what's going on in the businesses. Uh, their planning structured, and you know, how do those things relate? Because I, I had a huge uh, uh, gap for most uh, most business owners that I talk with have not had the time, often, you know, oftentimes to stop and, you know, it's kind of like the cobbler's children have no shoes, <laughs> that situation. But helping them make, make those connections and get their financial um, lives in order and, you know, allow them to get things in order the way they, you know, help their clients in their business. And so that might my, my i guess the the focus on business owners has evolved slowly but um i'm just very because of my fascination and and very much enjoyment and passion helping business owners being one myself I, my business has
2: not surprisingly evolved in that direction that makes a lot of sense what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now
0: um when i started you know i think
2: uh
0: the mantra that has developed for me, like I said, I was trying to stay out of debt, and I think I didn't realize that it was as easy as it is now. And you just have to. As I've gone along, I've learned lots of things, and one of my um, uh, mantras, I guess, is and and you know, a core value in terms of my business is reuse, recycle, repurpose, and you know, re envision things and you know, in order to best serve my clients and, and keep expenses low, I do that. And so I've managed to um you know, the things that are in my office and my office the way it's structured and furnished and you know our equipment and things, we've been able to acquire things through uh other businesses.
2: So that is that that's real- one of the things, yeah. <laughs> They're um, really that. interesting. What, what are some of what are some of the biggest mistakes you see business owners making, and how do you help them avoid or fix those? Um, like I said,
0: you know, one of the things that I'm fascinated and passionate about, and I see them making an error in just the disconnect and in, in forgetting about themselves, not looking at their own finances, and oftentimes business owners are going into debt before you know they're able to. Um, take care of uh, or have things in order, you know, with their own family, and they're taking on business debt. And so many, you know, of us understand, you know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears, and oftentimes your own funding into things. And obviously there has to a business has to be funded, but if you don't have your own financial situation in retirement in order, um, you can run into trouble down the road. So, you know, that's one of the main ways. That's a, something I, I see a real disconnect with business owners not... Connecting up, obviously, um, being being adequately protected. I do, you know, insurance. I, pr- you know, help business owners figure out, you know, key person insurance and, you know, protecting themselves in terms of disability insurance. That's a huge one is that they are not carrying any kind of insurance on themselves. And, and that's putting your family at risk as well as your business. What happens to you? You know, if something if you are running, you know, you are the business. Um, you know, how's that paycheck coming home if you can't work and how do you protect your other partners in that business if something should happen to you? So those, those are areas, you know, in addition to the financial planning and retirement planning that I see um, that I, you know, try to uh, really help business owners understand the risks that they are uh, leaving their self, you know, themselves open for.
2: That is really helpful. What do you like best about your business?
0: I love seeing people succeed and seeing people be adequately protected. And I love seeing the, and I know it sounds trite, but just seeing the smile on people's faces. I mean, you literally see people breathe a sigh of relief and, you know, the being able to be at peace with and comfortable with where you are. You know, when you understand your finances and you have somebody, you know, my clients are family and I look after them. And help them like their family and it's kind of like, uh, you know, they, I've got their back in terms of, you know, them having a financial plan and just, you know, seeing, seeing people succeed in that way and be able to um, pursue their goals and dreams and have, have things in order is a wonderful thing to
2: see for people. Absolutely. I bet. You've come so far and you've got such an interesting background. What do you attribute your success to? Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> my success, I I have so many people. I mean, I my success has been um, you know, my family has supported me in so many ways and, you know, other business colleagues have supported me, uh, you know, encouragement along the way. But I will say that my you know perseverance and I heard somebody once say you know small business is about endurance and it's kind of an endurance test and boy do I uh, agree with that you know you have to persevere and endure a lot in order to keep a uh, business going and you know growing and and I just you know you uh, rise you get ahead on the shoulders of others and so I constantly you know am thanking people and you know all of my networks that are very supportive you know but the perseverance part I think my going through graduate school you know that helped me delayed gratification and and um, you know perseverance to to grow a business you know to the level that you want is you got to be hard-nosed and thick-skinned in many cases and really focused and just keep you know focusing on on uh, the brass ring but the other thing I will say is that, um, has helped is that, you know, you got to take care of yourself as well and your family and you really have to have boundaries. So probably a lot more than you wanted to hear. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: Those, that is, that is absolutely great advice. I, I appreciate that. But I mean, what's the best advice you've ever gotten?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. I've gotten so much good advice, uh, along the way. Um, I guess um, believe in yourself is, you know, and, and be true to yourself is some of the best advice that I've ever gotten. And, you know, and my parents used to say, you can do anything. And so when you put those two things together and you just keep, you know, telling yourself that and you try to shut out all the noise and, you know, you surround yourself with really smart people and, you know, you recognize your weaknesses. That's a lot of good advice that I've gotten. I don't know how I'd classify which is the best. It's all, it's all excellent advice. And, and I think you know a lot of the people that I've interviewed for this book have shared those same things too. You know that you recognize your weakness and and really surround yourself
2: with those who can help you. I think that makes a lot of sense. What is um how, what 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 is it? That anything drive you crazy about your business?
0: Um. Oh, things only drive me crazy in a good way. (laughs) So when you're busy, you're you're busy. And I guess I look at it as a big challenge to uh, keep those boundaries and make sure that you're, you know, taking care of yourself and your family and, you know, family and, and those who are important to you. And... You know, trying to do that sometimes makes you crazy, and uh you just really have to stop and i I don't know I guess my appreciation for everyday you know being a gift and that you have to stop and smell the roses along the way, and that you know it's not just an end point um that you're shooting for in your business and growth of your business, but you've gotta have um an exit plan, and that's something else you know I help people do, but think is you know very important for myself, you know what is that end point, what is the exit? strategy look like and you know when is enough in your business and uh, how to get out and make sure that you enjoy the rest of your life when you're uh, finished with your business and ready to move to a different phase
2: with all that is constantly changing not only in the world of finance but what your business owners are dealing with on a regular basis how do you stay on top of it all
0: uh, again, surrounding yourself with uh, you know very bright people, very uh, smart, smart folks that and you know looking to your resources. Um, one of the ways that I stay on top of things and I guess stay fresh in my business is that I'm well connected with the university and continue and I and I always have in my practice had interns from the school of business, the finance, uh, accounting, and so have the you know, brightest, talented um, interns who, uh, you know, rotate through my practice and I get to hear, you know, from that side of things, what's, what's going on, but also reviewing things just on a daily basis. I listen to, you know, the news. I try to stay current. I also really just listen to my clients' concerns, you know, and it, it really boils down to that, you know, that's it's It's not necessarily what I think is important um in many cases, but how do I serve my client what you know what's really important to them? What's of concern that's going on right now to them?
2: That makes a lot of sense. What are three of the best books you've ever read that have had the biggest impact on your work?
0: uh, your Money or your life is a fabulous book um, The Jungle. <laughs> Which just gives you a whole new perspective on uh perseverance and people living a you know a tough life and uh you know up in Sinclair in the third book uh i've I've read so many um it's tough to come up with a third one that I've read um give me just a second to think on that.
2: Who is an ideal client for you
0: ah uh, um an ideal client is somebody who you know, recognizes that they need help and they uh, are ready to um, hear someone's advice and recognize that someone, you know, from outside their business is going to try, you know, do their best to give them objective um, advice that is, you know, pertains specifically to their business and that's customized to their business. So. Um, you know, small business owners with you know 50 or under employees uh, are typically you know my favorite clients, and typically somebody that's in that position is you know 40, 50 or older. So those are those are my favorite clients, and and those that are very curious and like I said, open-minded, interested to hear what else is out there, and it's constantly, you mentioned things constantly changing, the landscape is constantly changing, um, you know, in the world of finance and insurance, and there are so many ways that I'm able to help uh, my clients that, you know, somebody that's uh, ready to hear those things is is always a, a pleasure, you know, really um, fun to work with. So it's got to be a good relationship. That's the other thing is, you know, my, like I said, my clients are family and I want to work with somebody where we have a great connection and it's seen as a, a good partnership.
2: And what is the first step you would want them to take?
0: The first step would be to uh, give me a call <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and just come in and meet. That's that's a great first step. And often, you know, my clients come through other professionals that, you know, recommend them to me. So, you know, bringing their materials, their questions and uh, having, you know, just a very open discussion is a a great first step.
2: Okay. Okay, And where can our audience go to learn more about you?
0: they can definitely visit my website which is uh constantly improving and um also uh let's see we've got LinkedIn and Facebook and you know those things are being updated regularly so those are great places to you know take a look i also um if they want to get on an email list uh constantly you know i'm i'm sending out um quarterly news um Monthly news in some cases, depending on, you know, how often you want to receive newsletters that share things about what's going on in the economy, and then also uh, email blasts about what uh, courses I'm teaching, because I'm constantly, you know, teaching uh, at the UW and in the area and at libraries on, you know, finances and estate planning, and uh, so lots of different places to find out what's going on here at Erie.
2: Okay. Um, Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you?
0: Uh, just that I'm really excited about the potential for this book and um, how it can help people because I really want it. I lo- was looking uh, for a while for the best way to provide, you know, a great resource and something that's interesting and stimulating to read and, you know, offers great advice from lots of different
2: experts.
0: And I'm very excited about that potential.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it.
0: Super. Thank you, Seth.
2: Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.